Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into OJ Made in America on today's review episode. And this is uh, an unorthodox uh, review episode, rather uh, topic for a review episode, this is a film in in some sense uh you know it was released as a five-part documentary uh through espn and it chronicles uh oj simpson and his rise to fame and popularity as a football star at the in, in, in the nfl his subsequent fame and popularity extended across many other platitudes I don't think that's the right word I'm looking for, uh, across many other positions as, uh, you know, I think he was also ran track, he was fast, he was in Hertz commercials, he did uh, sports casting, uh, you know, he was just everywhere at, a, at one point. And then transitions into his uh, acquittal and trial his, his criminal trial for the murder of Nicole and her boyfriend at the time. Uh, and then the backstage, uh, the background behind the, the, the framing of that being in the racial issue that's kind of happening or, or that well, to, to a much lesser degree happening now, but really was brought to the forefront, you know, during when, when it happened to Rodney King and he was, he was beaten. And, uh, and then we move past that into the acquittal, into the, uh, into the, oh, what's the term? Uh, I had, I'm talking about this movie a few times and I, I can't remember the civil, civil trial. Uh, which he lost and was required to pay damages for. Then his his, his fallout afterward, as he sp- kind of hit this spiral as he when he moved to Florida, and f- then finally the arrest when he went to reclaim goods that were his uh, that he believed to be uh, taken from him, and he was going to reclaim them. It, it, this covers a huge amount of time a huge amount of detail, a huge amount of interviews and footage and in-depth research went into this film. It is eight hours long, roughly. It presents a person unlike any before. And... All of the people talking about him, his friends, his legal counsels, uh, people involved with him, teammates, jurors during the case, uh, attorneys during the case, uh, you know, you've got family, you've got people wronged by him, uh, you know, people in love with him, like all these different people talking about this one man 
and it is utterly fascinating to listen to. I am, I was born in 1991. Uh, you know, I was never privy to what was happening as far as the OJ trial was concerned. I learned many, many years after the fact that OJ Simpson was, uh, in, in my mind, was a murderer that got away with it. I didn't know anything beyond that. I didn't know he ever played football. I didn't know he was famous. You know, I thought he just was a black guy that got away with it. You know, and and then you know, more re- much more recently, I sort of became aware that there was a lot more going on there than at first meets the eye. You know, I remember hearing in the news that when he did get arrested uh, the second time, and. Uh, you know, I, but I, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. It wasn't anything. It wasn't anything I, I felt connected to. I, I didn't really care. And then this year, you've got the People versus OJ, which came out. I haven't seen it, uh, but it got a huge buzz. Everyone loved it. It made a huge splash at the. I want to say Emmys, Golden Globes. Uh, I don't know. It's got it's gotten a lot of awards recognition and nominations, and then uh, almost serendipitously, the uh, OJ Made in America came out, and you know there was this kind of uh, bucking at this documentary because we just saw the people because everyone other people had just seen the People versus OJ. It had received, uh, you know, lauded praise from so many people, you know, what else could we want from this character, this story, this person? And it turns out we wanted this incredibly long and incredibly detailed documentary that displays one of the most fascinating people I've ever learned about. It's, It's simply jaw-dropping. There are so many things going on surrounding O.J. Simpson. And, you know, I certainly do not have time to go into all of them in this podcast. It's It would take far too long. So this will be less of a, an in-depth critique and more of just my reaction to to the narrative, to the story, to to this guy's life. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a famous person. I don't delude myself into thinking that there are hundreds of thousands of people in the world that recognize me. There aren't. There's no way for me to connect to him in, in any sense, I think. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see as, as I keep going, but I, I don't think so. And so while on, on one hand, that isn't that makes it difficult for me to really understand the position he's coming from and the background for a lot of his motivations and his subsequent actions. I do think that I, I do think that I, I sort of get it. Yeah, I, I get that he was an incredible football player. He set many records. During his time at, in Buffalo, he was a fantastic college player. 
Uh, you know, he caught the eye of everyone. He was good looking and charismatic and charming. And he took the NFL by storm. He took the world by storm. He was just this picturesque guy. You know, he won a Heisman. He, uh, you know, he, he broke so many records. The people loved him. Everyone rallied behind him. He, you know, he was one of the most recognizable people in the world, probably. And, you know, he was right there with n- big names for African Americans like Muhammad Ali, uh, Hank Aaron. You know, he, he's he's huge. He's untouchable. You know, he was probably the biggest name of those people during his heyday. And for him, this this fame, this need to quench the thirst of people who wanted more of him, who who saw in him success, was unstoppable. He could not even comprehend losing the fame that he had. And... Again, I, I can't really understand that on a literal perspective, but the idea of losing something that's become very ingrained in your life is, is one I'm familiar with. You know, it, it's kind of like if, you know, I, I'm someone who relies on the internet very, very much, and to suddenly not have it would be devastating. But for... For OJ, it, it wasn't just devastating. It was life-threatening. It was something that, without which he, he I, I believe anyway, that he feels he would shrivel up and, and die from. Which is not true. I, I mean, maybe it is true. I don't know. He, he never had, he never left the public eye. He hasn't left the public eye based on the fact that we just got two incredibly well-received, incredibly prominent uh, pieces of media focused on him. And it's been 25 years or so since since this all began. Or, or I mean, it's been more than that. It's been 30, 40 years since he's really become a notable name in in the world and it's not stopped and it kind of felt like any time every time you thought things settled down you know after the trial and everything worked out in his favor everything kind of settled down everything got a little quiet everything was was okay and then all of a sudden he's back in the news because he's you know robbing someone at gunpoint and and it's it's incredible it's truly truly incredible that he he has this complex he cannot be removed from the focus of society and to do so is probably very damaging to his ego damaging to his psyche damaging to his self-worth his self-value his his uh, respect for himself you know he 
probably puts more weight on what others think of him than maybe anybody else has ever done. Because OJ is the kind of person that plays for the crowd 100% of the time. Even when he doesn't know there's one there. Even when he can't tell like who's watching him. And this is depicted quite wonderfully during the trial. They frequently met they they mentioned that you know all the trial was filmed everything's on camera but there are moments caught on camera where you know you can tell that he OJ feels as if the the he's not being watched and his demeanor shifts so suddenly it's it's incredibly abrupt it's dynamic it is painful you see this man on trial for double homicide and the cameras are on him and he's just kind of content he is there he is feeling the attention he is basking in the in the amount of time spent focused on his life and the events surrounding it and then it it's as it, he's broken he is completely broken he is an he is a damaged man who may have been damaged long before he was ever accused of killing long before he you know even met nicole brown and he, he sees, I think, the only way to feel whole and feel good is with the attention and love and support of the world around him. Not just people around him, the world around him. But then something, something happened during the trial, during the aftermath of the trial, where that 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 idea was tweaked ever so slightly and it became less about the world's admiration and love and care and devotion and it became a lot more about the spectacle of it all it wasn't so much that the people had a positive reaction and response toward him it was that the people had a reaction and response toward him positive or negative because when he was acquitted, and maybe maybe he thought this, maybe he didn't, it might have gone through his mind that he was innocent, and now everyone could return to loving him again, but they didn't, because so many people know he did it. I think he did it. It seems quite obvious to me that he did it. And yet I don't... I don't hate the guy. I, I don't like I don't think he is an inherently bad person. I think he is a very troubled person and he made a few wrong steps and that's kind of what got us to this point. He's 
his obsession, his controlling demeanor and manner were very much the root cause of his untimely fall from grace. He plummeted to the earth like Icarus flying close to the sun and crashed harder than any other object. You know, it was it was a train wreck so explosive and so expansive that affected so many people around him that it's a wonder it's it's a wonder that that they could could put up with it uh, you know you 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 think about it and w- why why would you listen to him why would you listen to oj given the trial that's just taking place given the verdict that's been read given the overwhelming amount of actual evidence that was presented and the complete the complete collusion by the jury to ignore much of that hard evidence and focus instead on the mounds and mounds of rhetoric that were thrown at them regarding racial inequality, racial injustice, uh, hate crimes, and and race as a as a goal, as an as an idea and equality to strive for, and yet here are all these people, family, new friends, you know, devoting fans of football who want his autograph who want to spend time with him who want to sleep with him who want to be his friend who want to be part of his entourage and who will do almost anything he asks them to do because he is just so incredibly smooth and charming throughout his life that these people cannot will not pull themselves out of his gravitational pull they cannot extract themselves from the 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 huge mass of a persona that is OJ Simpson i mentioned that the first that it starts more it, it predominantly starts with the rise to fame the subsequent football records that were broken while he was part of the bills and during this this sequence during the pre murder pre trial sequence of the film i felt like i was you know i didn't know any of this I was learning about this person who I had no knowledge of. And for someone who experienced the OJ trial, who knew and understood exactly what OJ represented, 
who felt as though OJ was being wronged. You know, this is this is a film that's going to enlighten you. And so for someone who doesn't have any of that prior knowledge, this film knocked me off of my feet. I was suspended in the air for 20 seconds, you know, whatever you want to say. I could not turn away. I could not pull my eyes away from this documentary. It is brilliant. It is it perfectly encapsulates who he is, what happened, why it happened, and the entire social construction and the effect it had both on OJ and on society and and inversely the effect that OJ and society had on the racial presence in the world. It, it just... It, it it's so incredibly designed and so here i am you know i've watched this 8 hour documentary it was a couple of days it was a couple of days ago now and part of me wants more you know i've i've never known a person so well that's so fascinating in, in this context, it's frustrating to not have more information. What's happening now? What happened before? What was his childhood like? Did he, how, how did he get to this point when he became a victim and junkie to fame? Because that's, that's what happened. He got a taste of it. He could not let it go. He could not let it find its own way. He couldn't give it to anyone else. It had to be him. He had to be the one. He had to be the one that all the focus was attuned to. Which is fascinating when you consider some of the interviews he gave as a as a running back. He invited the entire offensive line to the interview with him. He introduced them all. He let them all respond to the questions he said he responded to. Because it wasn't just him. It was a team effort. He couldn't have done it without them. And he's acknowledging their presence, acknowledging their impact on the result. And in a sense, sharing the fame of this record that was set. Which goes against completely what it feels like he turned into. I I just... I love this movie. We need more documentaries like this. More harsh, heavy-hitting documentaries about people and the impact that they had on society, that society had on them, and their place within the greater scope of the world. Because OJ's is huge. His impact on racial inequality and the oversaturated anti-police sentiment is unparalleled. Unpar like ah, it's it's just I I don't I don't think I can do it justice without you know just kind of 
reiterating the exact synopsis of what happens throughout the film. There are so many fantastic and insane twists and hiccups here and there. It is a story that could not have ever been written. No one could have come up with this because it is just bonkers. The extent of ineffectual clumsiness and horrid gamesmanship on the place of the of the prosecuting team is unparalleled making him try on the glove ah the mark Furman, i think his name is that uh, he and everything about him you know just this perfect storm of events takes place such that for the first time it isn't a white person getting away with murder figuratively and occasionally literally it is a black man getting away with double homicide and some people think that that is for the best because his ultimate impact on the world and the United States in general and the LAPD and Los Angeles is that you know just you know the idea of it's always the black man's fault has been finally finally shown that that's not true that a jury of peers can agree in a very short span of time that OJ didn't do it and I, I wouldn't know what to think as his friend, as his family member. I wouldn't have any idea just how to parse through the insane amount of rhetoric and opinions written on this man. You know, who was once, once the most famous person in the country became one of the most infamous persons and now it feels like it it feels like more there's more to come i you know i fully expect that sometime down the line to be notified about oj's funeral to know learn that he's survived by so and so and so and so and when that day comes it's going to be historic. You know, it is the closing of the door, or it will be the closing of the door on the final chapter in the O.J. Simpson saga. Because, frankly, frankly, you know, there's just, there aren't enough. There, I still feel as though there hasn't been enough information spread about O.J. Simpson. Because each layer is peeled back to reveal more and more and more interesting designs, more and more interesting effects and backstock contents. Look, I, I love this film. It's a fantastic movie. It is my number one documentary of the year to date. And I really encourage everyone to, it, not necessarily 
power through the entire thing during a, a night or something, but to at least taste it. Taste this beautifully made and wonderfully directed and shot film. And and that's that's going to do it. I, I, I could just continue to wax poetic about this movie for... I could just continue to wax poetic about this movie for a long time. And I, I, you just need to go see it. It is like something out of like a science fiction story. That's how insane the narrative goes. So thank you for listening. I really do appreciate each and every one of my, each and every one of you. If you would like to find the podcast or contact information for me, go to circleoffilm.com. If you want to skip all that and just email me, that's great too, circleoffilm at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, today is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you. And lastly, have a week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.